is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Hi everyone, good morning, welcome, it's so good to have you with us, thank you for being here, happy Easter to you all, do hope you're having a really enjoyable Easter weekend, I'm recording this message on Thursday this week and uh, you'll know yesterday's a Wednesday for me, today uh, was an amazing day of weather, we're just looking out the window today, Thursday, not quite so good. I think the forecast I last looked at was for snow or Monday. So I'm not quite sure what, what Sunday is going to bring. Uh, but whatever the weather is, happy Easter. So good to have you with us. Thank you very much for being with us today uh, on really what is a such a significant day uh, for us as Christians. And uh, we look at the subject of hope this morning. We've talked quite a lot over the last year or so uh, about the subject of hope. For, for a while, we, we even ran some Facebook ads saying, looking for hope, question mark. And, and especially during the first lockdown of last year, it was a subject we talked about quite a lot. It seemed to be something that was a common theme for us, if you like. But I, I guess as, as time passed and things moved on during, during last year and into this, maybe it isn't a subject we've talked about quite as much. But, you know, as springtime is here and summer is on the horizon for us, many of us now are looking forward with some degree of hope. But I was, I was wondering today, what is your hope in? What is your hope in right now? I mean, it could be in all sorts of things, couldn't it? There could be many things that we're putting our hope in. I mean, it might be the vaccine, for example. You know, I, for one, am very grateful for all the scientists and medics involved in the amazing development, the incredible rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine that we've seen in, in, in this country. Sarah and I have had our first jab already. And, you know, unless there are good medical reasons that your GP advises you not to have it, I'd encourage you to get the vaccination when you can. This, is, this seems to be God's common grace on earth for us, his provision for us. So the vaccine's great. But is it what your hope is in? Maybe for some of you, your hope is in having a holiday. Maybe you're looking forward this year, you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to get a holiday this year. And that's certainly something that's worth looking forward to, whether it be a holiday abroad or in this country, or just having a break away from home for a few days in different surroundings. That just sounds great, doesn't it? But is that really what your hope is in? Maybe for some of you, your hope is in lockdown ending and food and drink with friends and family, people you maybe haven't seen for quite a while. You know, I'm thrilled that this week now two households can meet together outside. And uh, as I think about the Easter weekend, we're, we're spending time with friends and family that we haven't seen for, for a long time and looking forward to that. It's something to look forward to and anticipate excitedly. 
But is that what your hope is in? But maybe your hope is in the experts or perhaps the politicians. And I guess in the UK, many of us have watched the Downing Street briefings with some regularity over the last year or so. Maybe you've got your favourite expert or politician. You know, I wonder who that might be. I wonder who your favourite expert might be. Maybe it's um, Professor Chris Whitty or maybe it's Professor Jonathan Van Tam. Maybe it's the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock. Maybe it's Boris himself, I don't know. But whilst all these people are working hard on helping our nation overcome coronavirus, are they who your hope is in? Maybe it's something else completely for you. Maybe it's a relationship or a job. Maybe it's moving house, perhaps having a family, maybe meeting your sporting hero. Our hope can be in all sorts of things. And all these things are good, but none of them are going to bring the hope that really you're looking for. None of them are going to bring certainty in life. I've called this message, what is your hope in? And of course, that title assumes that indeed your hope is in something. Hope is key to living or especially to, to living well. It was the Russian novelist Dostoevsky that said to live without hope is to cease to live. Or someone else put it, to be without hope is to be dead whilst you're still alive. And hope is a subject that the Bible has quite a lot to say about. Now, reading God's word will certainly bring us hope. I know many of us in Jubilee are, are reading through the Bible together in a year this year. And it's great to do that. Anyway, I've done it a number of times. It's, it's great to do that with other people this year. And regular reading of, of God's word is to be encouraged and it will feed your soul and bless you. Reading God's word certainly brings us hope. But more than that, what really brings us hope is having a relationship with the God of the Bible through his son, Jesus Christ. Psalm 62, verse 5, the psalmist says, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Hope comes from God himself. Biblical hope comes from God himself. You see, it's not a vague or sentimental hope, you know, like the hope of good weather, like I referred to the weather earlier, might be the hope of a sporting win. No, no, this is a certain, secure, constant hope that makes a real difference. And that's what Easter is all about. It's that hope, that certainty that God gives us. The Apostle Peter put it like this, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Easter is all about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it is that one single event 
that gives us hope. We'll look at the Easter story in a moment. We're going to read some passages of scripture together, but it's worth maybe just taking a recap, a recap back to the beginning of the Bible where we see why this is all necessary. See, right at the beginning of, of God's word, we're told that God creates men and women for a relationship with himself. He creates them in his own image for relationship. He, he gives them amazing freedom, liberty, all of creation to enjoy, to be in fellowship with him, to be obedient to him. But God didn't create automatic robots that he could program for these things and then guarantee to go off and do them. Rather, he created human beings with free will and a mind of their own. And I guess you would know the story, Adam and Eve disobeyed God and sin entered the previously perfect world. Nothing would ever be the same again. And now mankind is under God's judgment and sin and rebellion were at work. But none of this took God by surprise. Right from even before it had happened, God had a plan. And his plan was to restore that broken relationship. He could only do it one way, by sending his own son. And so Jesus, the son of God, born as a human baby, has lived now a perfect sinless life for around 33 years. The son of God in human flesh, the only man who has never sinned, never done anything wrong. We pick up the account of Jesus's earthly life at the beginning of the New Testament in the Bible. And so we see him spending this time preaching, teaching, healing the sick, calling people to follow him for about three years. He's got this public ministry. And then he's arrested on trumped up false charges. He's whipped, tortured and cruelly crucified. He dies an agonising death and his body is taken down from the cross and is laid in an empty tomb, which is then made secure and guards are posted. And this is where we pick up the Bible's account. It's in Luke chapter 24. We're going to read the first, first dozen verses. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb and when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. The men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. 
When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. What indeed had happened. So, the women go on the third day to anoint Jesus' body with the spices that they prepared. This was their custom. They couldn't do it the day before. That was the Sabbath. So they were expected to rest then. So here they are doing it on this day. And when they get there, well, first of all, they go to where they expect Jesus' body to be, his dead body, because he'd been crucified and put in this empty tomb. And when they get there, they find the tomb empty and Jesus' body not there. Suddenly, what other reports call angels appear and they tell them that Jesus is not here. Why do you look for the living among the dead, they say. The women had naturally assumed that Jesus was still dead. I mean, it's not unreasonable seeing the Romans who crucified him. Romans were good at crucifying people. They would have made very sure that he was very dead. And that's where they expected to find Jesus then in this tomb. But instead, they found an empty tomb and some news that would change the world forever. So why is this empty tomb significant? Why is it such good news? Why does it bring us hope? It's because it points to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The angels went on. He is not here. He has risen. Hallelujah. That's worth saying hallelujah about loudly, isn't it? He is not here. He has risen. Hallelujah. Is that significant? Absolutely, it's significant. It changes absolutely everything. And it's that which brings us hope. It's that that brings us hope. You know, everything turns on Easter. Everything hinges on what we celebrate over this weekend. God sent his son to pay the price required for you and I, not only to be forgiven of our sin, our rebellion against God, but also to be adopted into his family. We have hope because of who our father is. Paul puts it like this in Romans chapter 5. He says, Therefore, since you've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And he says this, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God has poured out his love into your heart if you had already accepted 
Jesus is your Lord and Saviour. God has done all that is required for you to be part of his family, to be adopted as sons and daughters. Your sin can be forgiven and you can have a certain future and a certain hope. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Or as another translation puts it, have life in all its fullness. Abundant life, life in its fullness, not just in the future, but now, here. And this morning, today, Jesus offers you forgiveness, new life, adoption into God's family, hope for the future. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that some good news? You know, everything changes because of what we celebrate this weekend. What we've said. The death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is, is absolutely central to the Christian faith. It's, it's what we celebrate. It's why, it's why we're celebrating this weekend. And if this is maybe the first time you've heard it, Maybe it's the first time you've understood something of God's love for you. Then perhaps it's worth more than just celebrating, but considering what it means for you and what the implications might be. You know, this Easter, this weekend, even today, even now, you can have the opportunity of knowing Jesus perhaps for the very first time. Or maybe you've been walking with him for years. You can know fresh assurance, fresh faith and fresh hope in him and all that he's done. Or maybe you, you made a commitment to follow Jesus some years ago. Maybe it was something perhaps you did as a child and then it's it sort of lost its you lost your, your way in it and it didn't become so important to you anymore. Or maybe you just reconnected today. Maybe you've just seen this live stream and clicked, well, I'll just see what this is about once again. Well, today you can know fresh assurance. And you can come back to God and once again be forgiven of your sin and receive his Holy Spirit. You know, perhaps the most famous verse in the whole of the Bible is in John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Easter reminds us that God gave his Son in order that we too might become his sons and daughters. He gave his one and only son. And whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Dear friends, this could be you this morning. This could be you today. Because of Easter, because of Jesus' death and resurrection, he can take away your guilt, your shame, and replace them with forgiveness and new life in him. 
You don't need to add anything to that equation. He's done it all. All it takes is for you to repent, to turn away from everything that you've done wrong and to trust him as your Lord and Saviour. This Easter, you can find peace, joy, forgiveness and hope in Jesus Christ. Now, if, you, if you'd like to know more, if you're watching this on Church Online, if you'd like to know more about this or maybe pray with somebody, just click on the Request Prayer button. If maybe you're watching this on YouTube, you can send an email to info at jubilee.org.uk and we can get back with you, get back to you and, and, and talk with you some more and pray with you if you'd like that. But right now, I'd like to pray and uh, you might want to pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you this weekend for the good news of Easter. We thank you for the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And today we choose to put our trust and our faith freshly in you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you accomplished on the cross. Thank you that you've taken away our sin. And if maybe today you want to, to pray this prayer of trust and faith in Jesus, then you pray along with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you have accomplished at Easter. Thank you for your death and resurrection. I choose today to put my trust and hope in you. I confess all that I've done wrong and turn away from it. I declare you as Lord and King over my life. I choose today to follow you and be obedient to you and pray that you might give me the gift of your Holy Spirit to help me live for you. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, I pray for any who have prayed that prayer today, that you would come afresh to them and that new life in you would spring up and bear much fruit. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you, to send you a free gift, some literature that can help you on this journey. So maybe if it was the first time you prayed that or you've come back to God again, please do get in touch with us. Please let us know. Uh, you can fill out your contact details online, drop us an email, info at jubilee.org.uk or click on the request prayer button on the church online if you're watching it there. We'd love to hear from you and to encourage you in your journey of faith. But just before we finish, as I was preparing this week and thinking about today and praying, I was just reminded of the resurrection power of Jesus. And I want to pray 
just very quickly now for any of you that are sick today. I want to pray for the resurrection power of Jesus to come to your body. So if you're sick today, just place your hand on maybe the area that hurts. Um, and I want to pray that God would come today and bring healing to you. So Lord Jesus, I pray today for any who are physically sick. And I pray, Lord God, for your resurrection power to be at work. Pray, Lord Jesus, that you would come to any who are in pain right now and we speak to pain and say, go in Jesus' name. We pray for your healing power to come and for your resurrection life and power to be seen afresh. Father, not just physically in bodies, but in minds too, for any anybody watching today, struggling in their mind lord we pray for mental health as much as we pray for physical health and we pray for minds that are troubled we speak the peace of god over them in jesus name and pray that your resurrection power would be at work there too we ask it for your glory in jesus name we pray amen amen Hey, if you've prayed uh, that prayer for, for healing, if you're on Zoom, do, uh, do chat with somebody else uh, in the After Church Coffee. If you're uh, or watching on Church Online or YouTube, get in, get in touch in the same way as we said earlier. You might want to check it out. Was there something you can do now you couldn't do before? If it's something that you're on medication for, then don't just stop that, but talk to your doctor, talk to your GP if you feel that, that God has done something in your body. Let's be praying and expecting for God to be at work. So thank you for being with us today. It's been great to celebrate Easter together. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the Easter weekend. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at 